Will Zamaya Vaughn be the best corner in the Pac-12 in 2023? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment matter more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. My name is JT. We're still former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department, and today we're talking all things DBs versus Zamaya Vaughn. We'll talk about Nate Ritchie's return to the Utah football team a little bit in a second and close with a little bit of Utah women's basketball talk. And in order to help us do all of that, it's friend of the show and ESPN 700's Porter Larson and Porter Look, Clark Phillips left a massive hole on this Utah football team that is going to be difficult to replace. And I don't think anyone saying Zamaya Vaughn is going to come in and be a look one of the best corners in the country overall. But I do think he can still be the best corner in the conference. And I think he could still be in that kind of grouping of guys when you talk about like who are the top 20 corners, like not a first round pick like Phillips was. But I think Zamaya's got a really high ceiling when you look at what he did last season. And the only comparison I will make to Clark was in 2020, Clark led the or yes, in 2021, Clark led the Utes in passes uh, broken up. And then we know what the jump he made the next year, still raising his play even more. Zamaya did lead Utah this past season with nine pass breakups. So he's he should be the number one guy on the outside. And look, it's got Oregon State, Colorado. They got some dudes. There's a lot of other guys throughout the conference. But I think Zamaya can be the best corner in the Pac-12 because of the physical tools and what we've already seen from him on the outside. Yeah, well, JT, if – we go back to the preseason. I remember you and I talking DBs, and I, I, I talked about that, right? How Clark Phillips is so good that Zamaya Vaughn's going to get a bunch of opportunities yes. in this, this coming season. I remember having that same conversation with you, and that's exactly what we saw, right? Zamaya led the team in pass breakups because teams were challenging him. They they saw Clark Phillips on the other side. They saw the pick sixes early in the year. They they know what he's capable of, and, and the, the fact that, that CP is, is a real game-breaker so they challenged Zamaya Vaughn, and he, for the most part, stacked up and, and and played really well throughout the year. He's a different corner than, than yeah. Clark is, right? They're, they're different players, but, mm-hmm. yeah, now, now Zamaya is probably going to move to that role where he's probably going to have to be the lockdown corner on the number one guy or, or you know, the, the, the main piece on that other offense. And he has the tools for it. I mean, he's – like I said, he's a different corner than Clark. He's not the – the compact physical mm. athlete that, that he is and maybe not the game breaker as far as is um, making plays on the ball as, as far as turnovers go. Yeah. Um, but he's 6'2", 180, 185 pounds. Like yeah. he's, he's a rangy defender who one-on-one uh, I think has, has all the tools to be a, a lockdown corner. And like I said, he has the size for it too, more so than, than Clark ever did. So mm-hmm. as long as this development keeps on going, yeah, no, I, I think he's an all-conference type player. Uh, we've already seen him show that, but now it's his his time to showcase the the lockdown, the the Zamaya Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, Clark moving on is is a big hit. But this Utah defensive backfield has a lot of bodies, uh, both at safety and at corner. Yeah, and then a lot of bodies coming in. We we will talk about the the guys returning and and also the the recruits as well. I'm sure. Um, but they're going to have a lot of, of different options to throw it at defending or to, to, to throw it op- opposing offenses. 
And Zamai is going to be a huge part of that. I think they they blanket one side of the field with him, and that that allows you to do a lot of things with uh, the weak side. It allows you to to you know throw a another defensive uh, defensive back up in the box mm-hmm. to play the run. I, I really like seeing Sioni Vaki in that role yes. at the end of the uh, end of the year, and we're just going to see more of that with more and more bodies coming in. Nate Ritchie. Uh, the the recruits and CJ Blocker and Smith Snowden we'll we'll, we'll get to all that but um, yeah man it's a lot of reason for optimism and I think that probably starts with Zamaya Vaughn yeah yeah Miles Battles transferring in from Ole Miss too you get right. JT Broughton coming back for another season and you know he's still I think he should be even better this year than he was last year because you think about still having to rehab and get back from injury this offseason he's doing nothing but training so I think there's a lot of reason for optimism for a bounce back year from him so yeah it sucks to lose Clark but he got a lot of talent back there too and I think one of the things that makes Amaya's story really cool too is he was a walk-on on this team and every single year he's battled and worked his way in to try to get better slowly but surely I mean he walked on in 2020 still played in four games then you look in 2021 he played in all 13 or four and two i look say only four games in 2020 there were only five or five games i believe or for this utah team because one of them ended up getting canceled anyway so doing that in his first year as a walk-on is incredible then you played in the 13 games in 2021 making four starts too and and look it only says seven starts from this past season but he was one of the three best corners on this utah football team as we know and it's just yeah it's hard not to be excited because each year he's got he's leveled up a little bit and you know he's got phenomenal coaching in that utah room as well to help him maximize on his talents yeah, absolutely. The the starts is is a kind of a, a weird stat, especially mm-hmm. when you're looking at Utah DBs because they rotate yeah. so many guys. You're oftentimes, you know, if you're the third corner, you may not get the start, but you're playing as many snaps as the other guys just based on mm-hmm. on the packages that, that Sharif and, and Morgan throw out there. And yeah, I mean, he's developed each year, gotten better and better. And coming from a walk on position, man, that's that's impressive because he joined. This Utah team in 2019-2020 with NFL talent in the in the defensive backfield, and he found his way from walk-on mm-hmm. to being a, a solid, consistent contributor. And yeah, we're we're going to see now. Uh, I, I think the the culmination of all that, right? The the this off season with the uh, the work as the number one guy, uh, you're just going to see him get better and better. And and yeah, this this defense. We talked about it, I think, on the last time I joined you. They weren't down last year. I, I just think they were young, right? Yes. It, it took some time for them to to get into a group. Like the Florida game. Yeah, it took some time to for them to really learn not only the system, they knew the system, but how to learn how to play in it in game mm-hmm. situations and in game settings. And, you know, with the, the crowd bearing down on you and getting those signals, Morgan, this is this is one thing that that Utah is is pretty unique with. It's last second, man. Morgan will be on the sideline waiting for a motion to be sending in signals for yeah. for his defense, and it, it's it's very much a a quick snapshot moment where you have to read and react and make that decision as you're getting the call, as you're getting a, a, a lot of these things uh, from the sideline. And it took some time for them to to adjust to that, but a lot of those guys are now comfortable with that system and. I said it on the on the on the last pod. I think this is a team that's going to be a top ten defense again in in twenty twenty three. 
I definitely feel that way too. And um, there's going to be a lot of time for us to talk about all the individual pieces, but I feel like, look, Lander Barton, I think is going to be absolutely sensational this coming season. We already know what Karene Reed is capable of the Mooney joining the grouping to this defensive line that will, especially at, on the edge, you know, lacked a lot of passers throughout the year. When you look at what Jonah Ellis did, Van Fillinger coming back for another season too. I think when you get a guy too in uh, Logan Fano coming over, I think there's a lot of excitement around him too, of what he can eventually kind of grow into and be too off the edge and, Look, there's a lot of excitement in the backfield, too. Not just talk about the corners, but the defensive backs at safety because I think there's a guy in Nate Ritchie who's going to be able to do some special things this season that a lot of people have forgotten about in these last couple of seasons while Utah has enjoyed so much immense success. We're going to come back in a moment and talk about Nate Ritchie. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the points scored to threes drained, everything inside the best NBA action. You can also include the spreads, the money line, the total player props, points, rebounds, assists. The NBA will be back this Thursday. And there's not a better place to get into the action at than FanDuel Sportsbook. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. I also want to talk to you guys about our friends at UCCU. UCCU is opening a new branch in Vineyard to celebrate. UCCU is giving away a 2023 Kawasaki Terry times four UTV. Vineyard is one of the fastest growing cities in the state. The new branch offers all the benefits of a UCCU branch, multiple drive-up lanes, 24-hour ATMs, and UC's brand new interactive teller machines or ITMs for short, which provide all the benefits of meeting with a real UCCU professional, either in the branch or right from your vehicle. It's a virtual connection to a remote teller with a highly personalized audio and video connection. So celebrate the new Vineyard UCCU branch entered a win. In the 2023 Kawasaki Terry Times 4 UTV. Winners will be announced in April, just in time for summer fun. Stop by UCCU's new branch in Vineyard, conveniently located next to the Megaplex Theaters and Top Golf, or enter at uccu.com. You don't even have to be a member at UCCU to enter. So there's no excuse, and also there's no purchase necessary to get in on this great offer. UCCU, love where you bank. Porter, there's a lot of excitement about Zamaya Vaughn. Cole Bishop's another guy back at the safety spot that I think generates a lot of excitement too. And we just talk about Utah DBs. And then there's Nate Ritchie, kind of the forgotten guy, right? Because these look, he was here in 2020. And these last couple of years, Utah's enjoyed immense success while he was over off on his mission. But I think with him coming back this year, I think it's going to be great to see him get back on the field. Because if you look at what he did in 2020, he started all five games for the team. He led the secondary with 28 tackles overall, four of those being tackles for loss, added a sack, also a fumble, and broke up a pass on the back end. He's a gamer. He's just a guy who's going to go out there and make plays. And I am really excited to see him back on this Utah defense because I think, look, RJ Huber did a great job last year, but I think Nate Ritchie's going to make some phenomenal plays too. And it's not like RJ Huber will be like, it's like, oh man, I really miss the days of RJ because you're going to have a guy in Nate who is a different player than RJ, but is still going to be making big plays. Yeah. It, I think the thing I'm most looking forward to with this defense is seeing how they use all these guys, right? Yeah. I, I mean, you throw out a, a, a bunch of five defensive back sets. That's something they already do. Mm -hmm. But to have now Sione Vaki, uh, Clayton Isbell, mm -hmm. Nate Ritchie, Cole Bishop. I, I mean, you have a wealth of, of, um, of personnel on the back end of, of this defensive backfield. And they all are, are versatile players. That's, that's the other thing, right? Uh, Nate and, and Cole, I think, are similar in, in, in their physicality, their ability yes. to – to, to play up in the box and play the mm -hmm. run. I would 
not be surprised at all to see one of those guys not necessarily be a linebacker, but play up, play yeah. up towards the line of scrimmage. Uh, maybe a, a nickel type guy that that covers tight ends or, or slot mm-hmm. guys a lot. And I'm really just curious to see how they they throw all those guys out there and how they utilize the the defensive backfield because there are as we talked about Nate Ritchie, Cole Bishop, uh, the the other safeties that we have coming in. Uh, you mentioned transfer from Ole Miss. You have uh, recruits coming in. Uh, there there's just so many uh, options for Morgan for Sharif Shaw and Nate's. I'm curious to see how he is obviously coming back off the mission. That's always a question mark. Yep. How those guys were, were able to, you know, th- you're not getting any reps out there. You're, you're not uh, doing anything besides probably hoping, hoping to stay in shape, reading the playbook. Yep. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure how much they're even allowed to, to do a lot of that stuff. Yep. So, you know, I, I am always curious about that, but knowing Nate, uh, I know he's a guy that was at the very least really focused on, on physically being ready is being up to the task and and yeah man i think he adds uh, another dynamic versatile player in that backfield similar to cole bishop uh but he does a a, a lot of different things really well that this defense was missing last year right yes. and and yeah i think that uh he's he's gonna bring a lot to that that defense and, and one of the bigger reasons that i i do think that they're they're going to be a little bit improved because of all the different things he mm-hmm. does well and, and, and the versatility, the the kind of player that, that Morgan and Sharif are really good with because he does nothing necessarily otherworldly, right? There's not yes. one of those traits mm-hmm. that you look at, oh, he's the best in the country at that. Yes. He does everything really well. And and for that, um, this, this is a guy who fits into this defense and this scheme really well. Yeah, and that was kind of my next. The next question I was looking at is something you really hit on is how the pairing work. The pairing works with Cole Bishop and Nate Ritchie. I think Clayton Isabel's in for a huge year, and I think he's going to do a really good job. But the two safeties I trust the most, and I feel like are the best on this team, are Nate Ritchie and Cole Bishop. But as we mentioned, they both are those stronger safeties. Like they do a lot of their damage inside the box. So that is going to be the really interesting part to see. Does Nate Ritchie, because he is a guy who can do a lot of things well, do we see him dropping back more? But while also you want to mix him in and get him in the box because he is so effective there. Cole Bishop played some of his best games inside the box last year I felt like and a lot of things he was able to do especially early in the season so there are a lot of tools but we've talked that's been kind of a theme now talk about Zamaya too talk about the safeties the coaching with coach Shaw and then what coach Scally do as well I feel like they, they know how to put these guys in the best position to set themselves set them up for success and I think they're going to be just fine at the end of the day this is a good problem to have when you have two great players who play a similar style right well and not only that JT but Going into this season in the Pac-12, you look at across the conference, you look at all the passers, you look mm-hmm. at all the offenses that are going to throw the ball a lot. I think you're going to see Utah in a like a 5-DB set more times than not, probably. We saw it a lot as the season wound down last year, especially against some of those more um, air-inclined teams, right, at USC and, and, and the like. But uh, I think you're going to see that as – is maybe even a primary set for for Utah coming into the year. Maybe not against Florida as much, but definitely as you as you go into the Baylor and and some of the, the conference games, um, you're going to see five DBs out there, and it'll be those five guys that we just mentioned. And yeah. seeing how they're mixed and matched, seeing how uh, they shift with motion, seeing you know which assignments Morgan uh, is comfortable with them playing. That's that's going to be one of the bigger question marks, not question marks, but bigger things I'm curious about yeah. going into the year and, and something I'll be paying real heavy attention to 
in those first two weeks for sure. Yeah, I think about that stretch late in the season where they're going to pay um, play. Was it USC, Oregon with Bo yeah. Nix? We know they like to sling it to Arizona State. Look, we don't know what exactly it's going to look like. I anticipate them, especially with the four-star quarterback. They were just able to bring in uh, Jaden Rashad, I believe. His yep. name, um, his talent he has. I think they're going to be throwing around a lot. I expect a lot of three receiver sets there. And then we know going up to Washington. I mean, we know what Michael Penix just did this past year, too. Um, you get Arizona not long after that. So especially late in the season, which is nice, too, because we've already talked about a lot about uh, Smith Snowden and CJ Blocker a little bit, too, where it's like those guys will be able to get some of that experience. So if injuries and things kind of change and get impacted, those guys will have some reps and be ready because there's going to be a lot of plays where you're going to be dropping back to defend the pass over and over again. And it's hard to do that play after play. It's why we talked about DB stats being so weird in terms of starts because you can get so many reps out there where you, it's a good thing that there's depth in this room because these guys are be, going to be getting a lot of run, especially in October and November. Yeah, as the season goes along, it, it just becomes more and more the case. I don't have many worries about that. I do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because of all the teams that you're, you're going to be playing that have that pass-heavy offense, I do wonder how Utah gets pressure with four because you're going to yes. have to – you're going to have to, even a lot of times, three, three and four guys uh, going at the quarterback. You're going to have to find ways to, to get pressure. And they struggled with that at times this year. I think yes. Gabe Reed really came on strong. Obviously, Fillinger came on strong before the injury. But you didn't have that Mika Tafua, the Bradley and oh. I, right? You didn't mm-hmm. have a guy that that set the edge and was a, a, a threat to make a tackle for loss or a sack every play. You didn't necessarily have that. And I'm curious to see, especially going into this year where, man, you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks standing in that pocket. Uh, and with those those heavy DB sets, you, you're going to have to get pressure with three or four guys. And um, I, I am curious to see how that develops. We, we talk about Tamuni. We talk about the, the guys that are coming in. Um, some of the, the, the younger pieces to Utah's defense that we saw kind of emerge late in the year or Van Fillinger, who we saw yeah. emerge before the injury, they're going to have to be really good and, and improved upon this next year. And I think they have. I think they can. I think they have the the, the bodies to do it. Um, but but I am curious to see uh, how that plays out. Yeah, and they got some guys. I mentioned Fano a little bit ago. I mean, he's got twenty sacks in high school, top five recruit in the state. Coming off the injury, what does he look like in year one? I'm not sure, but especially late in the season, that's where he could get going. In a way, we kind of saw Jonah Ellis come on a little bit, and I think a leap for him would also be big in terms of creating a lot of that pressure this team is going to need. So it's going to be a lot of fun and interesting to see how it plays out. And it's been fun to see how the Utah women's basketball team has done this year. They've been absolutely outstanding. We're going to come back in a moment and talk about them and the huge weekend they have coming up because the Stanford Cardinal are coming to town. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at RC Willie. RC Willie is hiring delivery drivers in the Salt Lake area. If you're looking for a rewarding career with a great group of people come work for rc willie utah's largest home furnishing store rc willie is currently hiring delivery drivers at their largest warehouse by the salt lake city airport delivery drivers are the face of rc willie and they're looking for great delivery drivers in the northern utah area compensation for delivery drivers is 24 dollars an hour during training and our average delivery driver makes 50,000 80,000 per year rc willie offers a thousand dollar sign-on bonus and hands-on training including cdl training but no CDL is required right away. RC Willie associates say they love their job and the benefits are great. And the culture at RC Willie is one of the best. Many of their employees have even been there for over 20 years. Come make a difference and join America's home furnishing store of choice. Apply online at rcwillie.com slash jobs. That's rcwillie.com slash jobs. Porter, the Utah women's basketball team has been having an outstanding season. I mean, they fell a little bit this week, right? Whenever you lose on the road to Arizona, that's what's going to happen. But overall, I mean, when you're talking about 23 and three, they have 
great wins on the season two. They've already beaten Arizona. They absolutely walloped Oklahoma when they came out to Salt Lake early on. And yeah, I mean, the loss at Arizona, it hurts a little bit, but it doesn't do too much to diminish what the, the ceiling and what this team can do. And they got games against California and Stanford coming up this weekend. Stanford currently the third ranked team. It's going to be awesome to see how that one plays out. But with Alyssa Peely, Coach Roberts, the way she has this team working, one loss doesn't phase me. I mean, and once again, they've won 20 more games than they have lost. So I think that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it off air a little bit. It's a team that these games are, especially once you've already won 23 games, they're, you know, positioning. They're You're, you're playing for seeding in the tournament. Um, I think we already know this team has a, a ceiling that is a – pretty deep run. They're, they're that good, right? They've gone and beaten some of the better teams in the country. We'll see them uh, against Stanford to close the year in, in two home games, which I think is is good for them as well, going into uh, a Pac-12 tournament down there in Las Vegas. But yeah, like I said, they, they're playing for seeding right now. You, you yeah. saw them uh, rest a little bit, Alyssa Peely out yeah. in, in one of those games. So at, at this point, I, I think they know what they are and they know what they're capable of. Losses here and there are going to happen over the course of a long Pac-12 schedule. Um, but I, I do think these next two games, finishing on at least a positive note, whether it's 2-0 and or not, mm-hmm. just being you know a, a semblance of what they were earlier in the year, not looking like they did uh, in, in Tempe, would would be huge for them going into the into the Pac-12 tournament. I, I think they just need to to get back into that rhythm, uh, you know, get get some of their their key pieces back and. I don't really, really don't have any any worry about Lynn Roberts' squad. I think they they very very likely can contend for a Pac-12 title and a a deep run in the NCAA tournament game in T in Tempe uh, and a, and, a, and a game in against a, a ranked Arizona team don't really change that for me. Uh, it, it's all about getting healthy and and getting back into that rhythm that they were in where they were scoring JT I think 92 points a game yeah. over the course of the first two three months of the season. I mean. You get back to that. You get back to to the the shooting that you were able to to achieve early in the year, and you're going to be really tough to beat in in February and in March. And yeah, that's always that's always a big variable, right? Because because shooting and, and field goal percentages are always so up and down. You live by the three, you die by the three. And for Utah, that's really really uh, the case. And it's either a layup or it's a three. That's that's their ethos, right? And uh, when you do that. You either have to be really aggressive, getting to the bucket, getting free throws, or you got to be hitting from downtown, and yeah. that's the question mark, right, with this team. Um, and it's going to be fun to to see because they have the shooters. Uh, it's just it's just going to be about uh, the the right timing for them to to get into a groove. And if if they can find one like they did early in the year, it could be an exciting run to end, end the year. I feel like it's definitely trending that way, so it's going to be fun to check out. But you mentioned all the talent. I mean, Alyssa Peely, what Gianna Neepkins, Jenna Johnson, Kennedy McQueen. Deja Young, and we could go on and on. There's so much talent on this roster. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what they can not just do in Pac-12 play, but as you mentioned, I totally agree. With you. I think we got a deep run in the NCAA tournament incoming. Yeah, uh, they. You, you mentioned all the all the names, man. It's mm-hmm. a it's a lineup that is just filled up with shooters. Uh, Alyssa Pelia, just one of the more consistent scorers in the country, right? She yeah. she does everything right on the floor and. I do think it is more about kind of settling back in, getting into that rhythm, getting into the flow of the offense that you had earlier in the year. And I think it's a really good chance to do that against Cal and then yeah. going into the Stanford game 
Um, even if they even if they don't go two and zero, like I said, it's it's a good chance for them to to build that rhythm and get back into the the confidence that they had early on. And I, I do think that their ceiling and and their finish to the season is is going to to rely on field goal percentage. When you're a team that shoots this much, that's kind of the reality. Which I I don't know. Sometimes that's tough. You go back yeah. to the Jazz a couple years ago. Oh yeah, good point. Like every three point record you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a Knicks fan, my Knicks did yeah. that in 2012. Broke every three point record you could ever imagine, and then the playoffs they went cold. And sometimes that's the reality uh, of when you are a jump shot reliant team. That being said, that's when you can get it down to Alyssa Peely. You exactly. can you create some different different looks. And when you are that good of a shooting team, teams in the tournament, teams in the Pac-12 tournament, they're going to play you that way. They're going to be they're going to be running you off the three-point line, and that gives you some opportunities to do things maybe you haven't done as much all all, all year, mm-hmm. which is slashing, getting to the rim, yeah. getting to the free throw line, and, and you know that that leaves some op- options for Lynn Roberts' squad. But uh, yeah, I think if 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 we if we want to look at it earnestly. Um, it, it's all about shooting that three-point shot and, and how many of them go down. It definitely is. And the nice thing about these weekend games, talk about them Thursday and then Saturday, they're at home. So Utah fans come out, support the team. It's a great product the Utah women's basketball team is putting out there. So make sure you guys head up to both the women's game and the men's game coming up a doubleheader on Saturday. So be fun to shake those out. Porter, I got a quick question before you, we get you out of here quick. Are college football games too long? No. I agree 1,000% with you. There. I, I saw a little bit about this online yeah. earlier. And listen, there are some things that I think we could do to speed them up. If you go back to, I think, the Pac-12, late in the Pac-12 year, they had the replay crew mm-hmm. um, sending down, like, obvious reviews that were reversed. And the, the rest didn't go over to the little monitor. They didn't yep. they didn't interrupt to stop the game. They just changed it. Now, they need to communicate some of those things a little better on the broadcast because that was, that was a – confusing at, at a couple points those kind of things are things i want to see i want to see a replay review center at the conference i want to see it at the nfl level they're they're trying it in the xfl but it's something we we've talked about a lot there are certain things where you can speed up the review process maybe uh, you know take out some things here or there and i get that to to speed up the flow of the game but as far as the actual football like 60 minutes of football 10 11 tw- times a year that's not too much in fact it's too little, JT. <laughs> I like I said, I think the biggest thing by far is the replay. Like that's the thing. And instead they're talking about all these other rule changes and things they want to make. Let's get the replay fixed first. And I think that would help a lot of things. So hopefully they're able to do that. Um, Porter, where should people check you out if they want to learn more about you and what you do with ESPN 700? Yeah, of course, every afternoon with Spence, two to six-ish, um, doing doing all the, the NBA, youths, RSL, whatever it may be coverage over over there you can uh, you can hear us on air espn 700 and 92.1 fm now uh over on the, the fm side and then obviously we podcast everything we do so you search the the drive you search espn 700 we're all uh, up there and uh, espn 700 sports.com as well Make sure you guys head over there and check it out. All of the stuff at ESPN 700. Also, if you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, we recommend you check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, you can hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Big thanks to Porter Larson once again for joining us. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes, but we'll see you tomorrow.